news oh no um i (laughs) (laughs) for some reason i decided to um listen exclusively to hatsune miku songs today (laughs) and and i'm worried it's gonna become my fixation miku dayo miku dayo (laughs) i've got miku brain rot that's oh, so no. good. That's so good. I heard Miku say fuck today in a song and it was <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it was very unexpected. Have you ever listened to the songs with um the the boy twin? Yes, yes. He, his are always inappropriate, I feel like. It <laughs> it it because there's one song that pops up on TikTok every now and then, um, where there's a part where they like scream. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Hold on, this is important. This is in the show, by the way. <laughs> the song is called Ghost Rule. Um, oh. And there's a part where they scream. And, and so I pulled up on my drive home today. I was like, I bet there's a YouTube compilation that compares all of the Vocaloids doing this oh scream. My God. And there was. It was like 16 minutes long. <laughs> I was like, this is good. This is good That's sensory. so good. <laughs> I will send you the a, a good version of it later. Yes, <laughs> I love Vocaloid. It's a monster masquerade. <laughs> it's a monster masquerade. <laughs> With me, Faye. And me, Mint. I forgot to say my name. It's gonna be... It's, we're gonna have back-to-back sleepover energy episodes. Yeah, I love this, though, because I, I think this is the perfect movie for the sleepover energy. I love this movie. I have an international flight tomorrow, so I am like I know also scrambling to get stuff ready for that. What um, time is your flight? Thankfully it's not until like like five minutes to noon. Oh, that's um, not so too bad. That's not too bad. Y- yeah. It's just the like getting to the airport like three hours early for international flights that I'm like, ugh. Mm-hmm. But hello, today we're gonna be talking about a very probably the most campy movie we have discussed to date. Yeah. It is a personal favorite of mine. It combines a lot of like my specific interests, uh, like the punk genre and culture, and and zombies and so much. <laughs> it's so funny. I I loved this movie. I didn't know what to expect. Yes, today we're talking about Return of the Living Dead, nineteen eighty five. This movie was written in part and directed by Dan O'Bannon, who we have mentioned previously on the show in like our second episode, because he wrote the script to Alien. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And this was his directorial debut. Uh, This is the first movie that he got to direct, and he said it was a dream come true. 
And he did a, a very good job with it. If you are not familiar with this movie, I have a, I have a lot of um, fun facts about the special effects and also <laughs> some of the production elements because I just think it's interesting. I knew you would. I was like, I bet Faye knows all of these things. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have, I, I want to just, I pulled up the IMDb trivia page because I was going through it as part of my research. And some of these facts are just like wild and I feel like you need to know about them. So if you are familiar with the movie Night of the Living Dead, which is like the f- first, like widely known as the first like zombie movie. Is made by George A. Romero and John Russo, who co-wrote it together, and then uh, Romero directed it. What year did directed that it. directed it? <laughs> what, <laughs> what year did that come out? I want to say like the sixties. I could be. Let's see. Wild. Do you think people thought about zombies before that movie? Because now people think about zombies all the time. But like, was anybody? There had to have been people that were like, "What if these dead people came out of the ground?" And, I, I forget. I know there is like a specific movie. It might be Night of the Living Dead that like coins the term zombie. Mm. But like the idea of a zombie had been around for. I would imagine like ancient times. For a very long time. Yes, I've looked it up for us here. Um, so the term zombie actually comes from Haitian folklore. Oh, so a zombie is a dead body that is reanimated through various methods. And so like the first written version of that was in 1819. I'm pulling this straight from Wikipedia because I didn't <laughs> know this. So like that's that's what it was like mainly used for. Okay. And then George Romero is like the person who made the version of the zombie that like most people know. All right. They made that movie in 1968. And then kind of similarly to Friday the 13th, they split ways after that first movie because they couldn't decide like on a similar direction to go into. So John Russo got to create his own timeline, essentially, where he owned the legal rights to Living Dead, while George A. Romero could make movies like Dawn of the Dead, Army of the Dead. And so like, they're still pretty much t- they're tied together, but it's like a like a crossroads almost from mm. Night of the Living Dead. This movie actually references that first one and says that the events in that movie happened in real life. That's and then so- people made a movie about it. I love how serious they are. Like, this is real. <laughs> yeah, this movie starts off with with a black screen and text that reads, the events of this movie are real and the people <laughs> in it are real. It's so funny. I first watched this movie, like in the early days of the pandemic, I feel like a, a friend had turned me on to it. Um, and I remember just like being blown away that one, I had never heard of this movie. And two, <laughs> like how it created like a ton of tropes that we still see today. Yeah. So Return of the Living Dead, like, is the origin, as far as I can tell, for, like, zombies wanting to eat brains specifically. (laughs) It also gives us zombies that, uh, unlike George A. Romero's, can't be killed by a bullet to the head or, like, head damage. 
Um, and also these zombies are very smart and they can use tools and they can run and talk and it's, it's, it's a lot. They can do a whole lot. But the reason why they eat brains in this one is because one of the zombies later says that like being dead is painful. Like they can feel themselves dying. That's kind of sad. It's very sad. That part is very cool because it's like a, a, a puppet uh, zombie that's like only a torso. Mm-hmm. And it's talking, but eating brains is supposed to relieve that pain for a that brief doesn't moment. Doesn't make any sense, but <laughs> no, it it kind of reminds me of like, uh, did you ever watch Eye Zombie? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. A long time ago. She like eats the brains and then gets the person's memories, and then mm-hmm. she uses that to solve crimes. Yeah. Yes, it kind of reminds me of that, where it's just like something in the brain gives them like. And an edge up or something. Why do you eat people? Not people. Brains. Brains only. Yes. Why? The pain. What about the pain? The pain of being dead. Here's the problem with this movie is like, I don't know. It seems pretty straightforward, but there are so many like tangents that I want to go off of that like, I don't know where to start. I'll start on one, my main issue with the movie. There's a yes. character that we're supposed to like, and he's just blatantly a Nazi. I think Nisno noticed the like in the background that he had just like a picture of Hitler. <laughs> Why is he there? He's meant to die, I think he is the main thing. It's just like, I guess he does. He does. does. He does. Everybody he does. Yeah. yeah. But like <laughs> he's there for a long time. He is. I, I don't know. I don't know why he's yeah. <laughs> there aside from like, I don't know. I guess there is like one thing that like both this series, at least in its first couple entries and the George A. Romero, like of the dead movies do is they are very anti-war. Mm, maybe it's just so strange. It's real weird. Um, it wasn't even confirmed until, like, they did the DVD commentary that, like, oh, yeah, this guy was was an escaped Nazi. <laughs> like, that part's weird. I caught on, like, I was just like, this guy's a little sus, but I, I couldn't, I can't just be like, he's German and has a gun, he's a little sus. But, like, his mm. vibes were off. And then Nisno was watching with us, and he was like, wait a minute, back it up, rewind. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, what is that? But that was my only gripe about the movie. I have fun with the whole movie. They're all silly. They all make really stupid decisions. There is a nude girl running around the whole yes. time. And I'm like, why? That's the other. That that was the other like not fun part that I found in my research is like apparently producers made a big fuss over her. Why? At, at first they were angry because she had hair. And so they shaved her and then they were like well now she looks like a barbie like because obviously they they weren't gonna they put like you know a cover on her yeah (laughs) while she was nude but they were just like the the producers just like kept making a whole thing about it because they were like well this is never gonna be on tv and also like you can't do xyz but also we need you to do this and so she in interviews later was like it felt very it felt like everybody was staring at me uh for oh, no. reasons that I did not want. 
That's awful. Or it was like people talking over me, I guess. I hate that. I think she enjoyed the rest of it, though. Like, and everything else that I read, the cast, like, really enjoyed being a part of this movie. I imagine it was awful to film those scenes in the rain, like, nude, too, though. I mean, even with clothing. Maybe it's better in the nude, actually. Because then your clothing's not getting all gross and stuff. To <laughs> I guess so. But she had to, she had to put makeup all over herself for when she becomes a zombie. Oh, yeah. So I don't know. I feel like she's she gets she deserves a lot more uh, credit. A lot Linnea of Linnea Quigley is is the actress that that plays trash. <laughs> <laughs> we have a group of punks, and they all have names like Suicide and Spider and Trash, <laughs> and then <laughs> they're such good names. It's it's very good, and then we just have um, and then we just have like someone named Freddie. This group of friends, I don't know how they got together. Yeah, I do. It's like the weirdest grouping of people because you have like a yuppie, like stockholder's son, a party girl, um, like three punks, and then one girl who looks like she's just ripped from the 1950s. And this is weird. It's a weird group of people. I want to know how they met. Like, I want their backstory. Like, I'm sure they all went to school together, but why are they friends? Probably just what they probably just all met at a party or something. Yeah, they want a party. That's their connecting factor. (laughs) Yes. So this movie, I feel like it takes it takes a little bit to get going. Um, Mm -hmm. We spend a lot of time with Freddie and um, he works in a warehouse with this dude named uh oh god what is his name oh god what's his name what's his name uh i don't know i'm so bad at names <laughs> oh gosh all these wikipedia they have old pictures <laughs> i can't tell if it's them oh no oh no let's just restart the episode what <laughs> <laughs> so we spend a lot of the beginning of this movie with Freddie and Frank. That's Frank. Who it is. Yes. Frank. I knew it was another F name. I could not think <laughs> at all. I was just like Freddie. Freddie. They they work in a medical supply warehouse that essentially like gives things to like medical schools. They have a bunch of skeletons and also just like weird. They also supply things to veterinarians. So they have like taxidermy dogs and also butterflies for some reason. Yeah. It seems very like don't tell. The taxes don't the taxes don't tell <laughs> the, the IRS don't tell the taxes. <laughs> <laughs> so it starts off very like blue collar, I guess. These guys are just trying to do their job, um, and then they're because they work in a medical facility, kind of. Uh, Freddie is like, "What's the weirdest thing that you've ever seen?" And so Frank takes him down to the basement to show him these giant like metal drums uh that he says are full of a gas and full of zombies uh from the from night of the living dead (laughs) and then a very real event yes and then freddy's like but what if they get out and he goes these are made out of american steel like they'll never (laughs) they'll never fail and he taps one and it immediately like breaks and lets out the zombie gas it's so funny it's so funny the timing Mm. the timing in this movie is so good yeah it's it's really it's really cool um the gas is called 245 trioxin 
which is a reference to the Dow Chemical Company's involvement with Agent Orange that was used in the Vietnam War. So with these movies, they uh, wanted to make a commentary on like military presence and uh, how kind of cold and heartless that industry is and how like reckless they are too because they just let these tanks like go missing and are unable to find them. Yeah, they just didn't care. They're just like, "Mm, these tanks full of zombies are missing. Oh, well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And Freddy asks like, why didn't y'all turn it in? And I think it was something like he didn't want to get investigated or something like didn't want anybody poking around the medical warehouse. Yeah, because it's like they're they're kind of like doing crime a bit. <laughs> I um, that that part where the tank bursts, um, there's a really cool uh, it, lo- it almost looks like stop motion of the zombified figure like melting inside the tank as it leaks. That was filmed using a wax figure figure um, behind a plate of glass that they heated up. Um, so it had like its own little skeleton and stuff. And as they heated it up, it started to melt. Uh, it actually got so hot that the glass cracking during that part, like in that shot, was accidental. That wasn't supposed to happen. Oh, no. But it got too hot. So it like started to break. It could have started a fire. Yeah, not not great. Uh, do you want to know <laughs> from that tank comes my favorite character in this movie besides spider the, <laughs> the tar goo- man the goo guy <laughs> do you want to know about the tar man yeah please tell me i love that guy he's so drippy <laughs> <laughs> so the tar man is like our first zombie that we see he's real slimy he's got on like super ratty clothes um He's not much of a problem at first. Like, he becomes a problem for other characters later. And, and then Yeah, he just that. kind of, like, is there until later. Yes, they have much more trouble with the um, guy who looks like he's made out of, like, like a foam-punching guy. <laughs> he does. A foam-punching um, guy. You know the ones. Yeah. They, <laughs> they usually don't have arms. Yeah. Um... But the tar man, uh, he was played by Alan Troutman, uh, who would go on to work for the Jim Henson Company in the 90s. Uh, that makes so sense. So he was a puppeteer. He, <laughs> most notably, in my opinion, did the uh, facial performance for Earl in Dinosaurs. He played the dad dinosaur. Not that like, movie. No. No, 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 no. Not the movie. The TV show. Oh, I never watched that. It's so good. I love that one. <laughs> the Tar Man, that goopy material was made out of methicel, which is used to make milkshakes thick. Ew. It's an additive. That same material was used to create the blob from the movie The Blob. Oh, that makes sense. Ew, right? I bet it feels gross to have that on you. <laughs> it Ew, probably didn't oh feel God. great. I bet it didn't feel great. But the whole special effects team is like, is kind of filled with superstars, honestly. And what's weird is that a lot of them went like uncredited. Why? And I don't know why. I don't know if they thought this movie would flop. And so like, they just... Keep our names off of this. Right, right. This movie like by no means was unsuccessful like it has a pretty high like 
critic score and did relatively well, like for a cult classic, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for some reason, they they just they weren't super present. But two of the folks, Kevin and Bob McCarthy, worked on the Hellraiser movies. Um, Adam Jones uh, went on to work for the Stan Winston Company, who did makeup and special effects for things like Nightmare on Elm Street and Jurassic Park and Terminator. Um, That's so many. Kevin and Bob McCarthy also worked on Twin Peaks, the the Twin Peaks movie. Love Twin Peaks. And uh, the Leprechaun series as well. And they also had a a baby Tony Gardner who took over for the special effects and puppetry for the Chucky franchise in, in Seed of Chucky, I think. Maybe, maybe the one before. Like, he is still the lead special effects guy um, for that series. And this is, like, one of his first movies. I just, I thought that they was so neat. St- he, yeah. He made the the animatronic half dogs. Oh, I love those. They're so weird. <laughs> They're so weird. They're just like. <laughs> so yeah, the guest starts bringing everything to life, including the butterflies, uh, which are pinned to a board, <laughs> and they start flapping their wings. That was literally just they turned on a fan near that. So and funny let it, <laughs> and let them go. It was so funny looking. There's a cadaver in the fridge that starts to scream and puts up a fight. Uh, it make, the gas makes him very strong. And there's also a uh, a dog that is split in half that comes to life and uh, grossly is like stuck to the floor. It's so gross. I love the dog, Bill. It's like dark. It's that dark, that dark comedy. It is dark comedy. This is what dark comedy is. Not saying stupid <laughs> bad words. It's it's icky, but like kind of funny. It's so funny. There are also like lots of little gags throughout, like the the eye exam in the background um, says that <laughs> yeah. like their boss. It says uh, <laughs> it says that Bert is a slave driver and is also going bald. Like. <laughs> so funny it's, it's very it's so silly <laughs> so yeah the the cadaver gets out um and like starts to put up a fight and then they like lock it inside of a meat locker um and then they call their boss uh, well they pass out first mm-hmm. and then when they wake up um they have to deal with this cadaver uh and so their boss Bert shows up and they try to kill it by stabbing it in the brain, I think with like a crowbar or something, uh, but it doesn't work. And then they're like, but it worked in the movie. That scene is so good, too, because the, the boss is like hiding really far away. And he's like, now you get the door and you bonk. And he's <laughs> he like does. hiding behind everything. And then it goes straight for him. <laughs> oh, he does that like three or four times yeah. throughout this movie. <laughs> so good. He's like, OK, y'all go over there and do that. I'm going to be over here. Uh-huh. Oh, it's it's so good. So they they <laughs> they manage to get the cadaver down, and they chop off all their limbs, but the limbs are still moving. It's, it's also this cadaver is kind of like a Ken doll too. It doesn't have a peepus, um, or at least I don't think they shot it <laughs> in a way that you can tell. Yeah, I'm like trying to remember if we ever saw I, the full. I didn't see a peepus. I saw no peepus. <laughs> I think Confirm we see its no butt. Peepus. 
and it like tries to like choke them and stuff. They they chop it up little shop of horror style and they put it into a bunch of bags and their plan is to go next door to the crematorium and uh just burn it so that it'll die cuz they still don't want to call the military. Which is so dumb. They should have well I guess maybe through <laughs> foreshadowing maybe they shouldn't have called the military. <laughs> They get to the crematorium, and this is where we meet the uh, the the Nazi and hiding character whose name is Ernie. He's so weird. He's a real weirdo. I just like very quickly was like, "This guy's sus." Uh huh. And then it's like, ah, yes, I see. <laughs> he yes. says some like after you like we saw the picture. He says some like pretty obviously sus stuff too. Mm-hmm. It's like, hmm. It just seemed unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, I don't really get it. I think that probably was just like a, a, a like a dark comedy thing that yeah. maybe did not age well. It wasn't part um, of the plot, like at all. <laughs> like, I think that might be a failing because like the punk scene also had to deal with like, you know, the emergence of skinheads, but then they don't have any like conflict between our punk characters and yeah. this guy. So it's a missed opportunity, maybe. Very strange, but the whole movie is strange, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. They have to convince him, because uh, him and uh, the uh, and Bert, the, the big boss of the warehouse, have like known each other for decades, apparently. Um, the, so the crematorium guy's name is Ernie, so it's Bert and Ernie, but uh-huh. Dan O'Bannon was like, I've never seen a Sesame Street. Like, I didn't know that those were two characters. <laughs> I've never seen a Sesame Street. Oh, my so, God. Uh, that part's just a coincidence. That's hilarious. So, yes, they have to convince it. At first, they try to tell him that the moving body parts are feral or weasels that got rabies or something. And so he's like, well, why don't you take them to, like, the animal control department? Like, why are you bringing them here? And they're just being weird and, and sketched the whole time. But he finally agrees after I think they pull out the arm and it tries to. Uh, does it rip his pants or does that happen later? I don't remember if it happens. I think that happens. No, it happens then. It happens then. It's like it messes up his suit. Yes, his his, <laughs> his burgundy tracksuit. His burgundy tracksuit, which should already be a red flag. Yes. Man is <laughs> man is nasty too. He's like drinking coffee Ew. and I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, and his his uh apron is all like covered in blood. He's there's no hygiene. This mm. man would not put, pass an OSHA test. No. Uh so while all this is going on, we're introduced to our our punks who are waiting for Freddy to get off of work so they can go party. Party. <laughs> all I want to do is party. <laughs> that line is so fun. <laughs> All I want to do is party. <laughs> oh my god. She's so annoying. She, she, she's so weird. They're so weird. They're so <laughs> weird. <laughs> and Suicide, who is like the most abrasive and probably like most punk looking out of the group, is just like in a bad mood the entire I time. I love him. <laughs> He's so funny. Him dying is tragic because I wanted him around it's, more. Yeah, it's real sad because I don't like the other guy. He's just, he's kind of a nothing character. Yeah. 
suicide's so funny. He's just constantly like, I'm thinking right now, leave me alone. Because <laughs> Trash is like so horny all the time. Yeah. And like she gets horny thinking about death. She's like talking to Spider in the cemetery that's called like <laughs> Resurrection. It's Resurrection Cemetery. Um, <laughs> and they're talking about just whatever. And she's like, do you ever think about death? death and how you want to die and he's like no i try not to think about that (laughs) (laughs) she's like i want to die by bunch of old men just on my body it's so weird (laughs) it's so weird weird. and then she starts stripping and doing a naked dance and they're like Uh, oh she's taking her clothes off like because it's a normal occurrence (laughs) for her they're like there she goes again they're not even like they're not even like woo. They're just like ugh. Like <laughs> yeah. Like oh great, she's gonna dance naked again. <laughs> Cemetery is like real gross and swampy too. Like yeah. I wouldn't. No, I the whole time I was like she's gonna get an infection. Mm-hmm. I guess it doesn't matter, but. <laughs> and so when she's <laughs> so yeah, she's interacting with suicide after, and <laughs> he's like all serious and she's just like trying to get it on with him and he's like fucking cut it out <laughs> what do you think this is all about you think this is a fucking costume this is a way of life oh yes <laughs> hey what's wrong with you man <sighs> show some fucking respect for the dead will ya Ugh. there's a part where uh i forget what it is but he like points at all his clothes and accessories and he's like, you think this is just an outfit? This is a way of life. <laughs> so funny. Some people sound on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> he would love TikTok. Or he would he would secretly love TikTok. Mm-hmm. Be like, I don't use that. I don't use the <laughs> internet. And then mm-hmm. he'd be like watching TikTok all the time. Mm-hmm. Arguing with people on Reddit about what true punk is. <laughs> Proposer. He probably would. While they're partying, uh, they're burning up the body, and it creates this like real nasty cloud <laughs> that quickly turns. We get to see the water cycle in full. It goes so fast. The fastest water cycle. It goes so fast. It turns from smoke into a rain cloud, and then it starts raining with all of the zombie animating juice, the the trioxin, over the cemetery, um, and our punks like start freaking out because it burns and does not feel good uh trash in particular because she's naked like as soon as they get back into the car which doesn't have windows because suicide got angry and yeah, punched he was them like, I punch all the windows out and they're like why <laughs> it's, so si- it's so silly he gets so mad and it's just it's a good movie i think this is the first movie that i have like a horror movie that I've watched with Snow, where he like loved it. Like he loved this movie. There was a time where you had to like pause the movie and go walk Piper, and he was talking about how much he loved the movie. Oh, that makes yeah. Me happy. He was like, "This is the funniest movie I've seen." Like he was like, it's "So good." <laughs> like, yes, thank you. <laughs> mm. That made me really happy. Freddie's girlfriend Tina like wandered off from the group before this to go look in the warehouse because I think he's supposed to get off at like seven p.m. or something ridiculous. And while she's there, she finds the tar man, 
um, and hides in a locker. And then we see him like start to use like a pulley system to try and get it open as she's just like screaming the entire time. I love that the zombies, I don't know if this is where we see this, but the zombies can like talk and call like they call other people to come there. It's so It happens in a bit. It's so in a little bit. Funny. It's so good. Cause Tarman wakes up and uh, they get down there and they try to like fight him off and he immediately like takes a bite out of Suicide's head and kills him. It's so sad. It's weird that he doesn't reanimate later. Yeah, he just dies. He just dies. Also, what kind of teeth do these zombies have? Why are they just biting into skulls like that? They're real strong. They're really strong. So yeah, after the after they get away from the tar man, they like lock him up in the basement. Um, they realize like, oh, we saw Freddy go into the crematorium earlier. Like maybe we should check over there to see if that's where he is. Um, but they have to cut through the graveyard for some reason, which is where we see like all of the zombies like start to rise. <laughs> There's a shot. That they use like two or three times of like uh, a zombie foot like getting doused with the water and like coming to life and stuff. I think it's that shot that when Dan O'Bannon saw it for the first time, he was like, that's just the test footage, right? Like that's not the real special effect that we're using. They were like, they were like, no, that's, that's what we got. And then it ended up being used like a ton of time, a ton of times, like... I don't think it's that bad. It's not that bad. It's just camp. Yes. There's a skeleton that pops out of the ground that has full eyeballs. The eyeballs in the skeleton are so silly looking. They're so silly. It feels very uh, evil dead. Yeah, or like Like, goosebumps. (laughs) uh, And then we just get a bunch of business zombies and and people in suits and stuff. Um, And Trash gets her wish uh, and she dies by zombies. uh, And then she later comes back. As a naked zombie. Naked zombie. I feel like her hair gets even like brighter red when she comes. She's a very cool looking zombie. She's cool. Yes. I think they also get separated like the the party girl uh, and the the business boy get separated from the main group and they end up hiding. So Spider and... Tina and the other punk whose name is Scuzz. I did I did not know that until now. <laughs> oh, I forgot about Scuzz. Scuzz is just off-brand suicide. Yeah. He also does not live very long either. No. But yeah, they they get in there and they think that like Freddy and um Frank are being hurt because they like are crying out in pain and they just like don't look well. They've been like progressively getting worse. They look exposure. real bad. Yeah. And they eventually call the, the paramedics who come by uh, to like test them out and they realize like, oh, hey, these guys don't have a pulse. And also like uh, their temperature is room temperature. And that's real weird. Like technically y'all are dead. Um, yeah. Freddy gets real upset by that. I would be too. I'd be like, "Uh oh." Mm-hmm. But at that point, you gotta quarantine them. Yes, uh, you gotta get them. <laughs> so, but they don't. They don't. They're not gonna like definitively say that they're dead. Um, 
They're like, we're gonna go back to the ambulance and run a couple of tests and then we'll come back. They did the thing where, that you're not supposed to do and say that you're coming back because they get eaten by zombies very quickly. Uh, you can't say that. You can't say <laughs> that in movies. And then that's when uh, the zombies, I think, uh, hop on and are like, send more paramedics to the radio it's so funny that's the best part of it the happens movie. twice they do it because they do it with the paramedics and then <laughs> and then there's one that's like send more cops yeah yeah he's like send more cops <laughs> and they're just like okay, okay. and they keep sending them <laughs> so so the zombies break out of the cemetery and start heading for the crematorium uh, and so they start to like barricade it very video game style, like planks of wood and just just all the things that you can think of. And oh, um, what's his face? Uh, the, the the main guy from the beginning, his girlfriend there. Yeah, Tina's there and she's. That's I feel she's, like Tina does not get a lot to do except like be, be emotional. Yeah, yeah, she ruins everything later mm -hmm. by being too distraught <laughs> the rest of the movie is just kind of like running it's, it's around from standard. the zombies yeah like running around like characters dying slowly scuzz gets bitten by a zombie because they like grab him through a window um and it's just like they're slowly like quartering themselves to like a smaller and smaller part of the crematorium I, I love Spider. He's probably the smartest one in the group. He is the smartest one in the movie, I think. He's really, he's just good. He's good. He's got a good name. Spider's a good name. So after they realize that the, the paramedics are dead, I'm kind of jumping ahead here a little bit. That's okay. That's okay. I mean, not too much happens in between there. They're just like, yeah, more zombies are coming. More people are dying. Mm -hmm. Frank, um, puts himself in the burner because uh, he doesn't he oh. sees the zombies and he doesn't want to become one yeah so he like takes off his wedding ring and then like throws himself into the into the burner it's, it's very really sad sad because like yeah he had been on the the phone with his wife earlier about like having a pot roast and like yeah he can be kind of annoying throughout because he's just very loud and like crying through most of it but it is sad. That scene is sad. I was like, oh no, like that's dark. Like, mm -hmm. That's not even dark comedy. This is dark. It's just sad. <laughs> yeah. But it's okay because it doesn't matter in the end. Yeah, no, none of it matters. So Spider and uh, Bert are planning to take the, is it the cops or the paramedics? I don't remember. They're planning the cop car. They're planning to take the, the cop, cop car because yeah. a pair of cops have showed up and they get quickly eaten. Um, this movie takes place in Kentucky but the accents are, like, all over the place. Oh, we were like, is this Boston? No. <laughs> and then we were like, wait, is this the South? Like, it was so confusing. The, the accents are everywhere in the U.S. Uh, I think one of the cops is the only one who has that, like, Southern draw. It's very, like... He's Sounded like he was from Kentucky. <laughs> he had the, the, the glass onion... Uh, I still need to watch name? that. Benoit... Um, so they're planning to take the cop car and, like, drive and get help, and then they don't make it very far before they crash the car. Running zombies are always scary. I don't like fast zombies. I want them to be slow, because then I can live. <laughs> when they're fast, it's like, uh-oh. 
I'm not fast. There's like nothing that, can, that they can do. Oh, but I, th- I thought that they would be like really slow zombies in this movie. Mm-hmm. But they were not. Yes. Um, no, they're, there's, they're doing some stuff. They've got some stuff. I don't know what the exact rule on these zombies are. It doesn't seem like there is a rule. Yeah, not really. Um, in later ones, it's like it alters their personality a bit. Um, too, so that they become more aggressive. Mm. Which we kind of see with Freddy a little bit. The fact that they, the way they act, the way they talk, it very much reminds me of the Evil Dead. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Because after Scuzz dies, uh, they take the zombie that kill, killed him and tie it up, and it's like literally just a spinal cord and some ribs and arms, uh, and, <laughs> and it has titties. Yeah, gotta have the titties. And that's where we learn, like, why they're eating the brains and stuff, and... They gotta eat the brains. Yes. Such a silly plot point, like, oh, to not be in pain, they gotta eat brains. You kind of feel bad for it, too, because it's just like... Yeah. It looks like she's starting to cry a little bit. Yeah, it does. She feels so sad for the zombie. Because they make like artificial brains and feed them to them. Easy peasy, probably. Maybe. (laughs) Does it have to be people brains? Like Yeah, with my cows. Yeah, folks eat brains for sure. I've been I've seen people eat goat brains, like that's a thing. Mm -hmm. What if you eat goat brains and you become more goat? Zombies running around going, bah, bah. <laughs> That's <laughs> how so you weird. get minotaurs. <laughs> minotaur zombies. <laughs> That's horrifying. Oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah, Spider uh, and Bert make it back to the warehouse where they find um, the tar man and also the other two characters who I just, like, don't care about that much. Um, <laughs> there's a funny part where it's the two, the party girl and the business boy, where she's like, you know, I never liked you, but I don't want to be alone right now. It's like she's, she can't even say yeah. anything like nice about him. Yeah, she's just and like, I didn't like you ever. Because he's trying like the whole first half of the movie to be like, hey, what if you and I got together? Ha <laughs> ha. She's just like, no. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. No, get away from me. <laughs> um So yeah, they get they get back. They fight the goo man. They fight the tar man and get, they don't kill him. What happens to the tar man? What happens to Tar Man? I don't remember. Does he just get locked up? I think yeah. Because they gotta get happened to him? They gotta get to the basement. Because there's yeah. a phone down there. Oh, yeah. Well, they're like, he's down there or whatever. Maybe they put him in the freezer where the cadaver. I can't remember. It's not that important, honestly. <laughs> Half the podcast has been like, what happened to the doorman? What happened? He comes Where'd back you know? in, in the second and like fifth movie, I think. <laughs> so he's fine. Tarman is fine. Um, oh, good. They must have just locked him up. Then. <laughs> he's like, just he's wanna... iconic. Like, if you, you can't kill the Tarman. <laughs> I love him so much. He's so goopy. We get a scene of like all the cops trying to like figure out what's going on. They've set up like a barricade um, 
over by the by the cemetery and the crematorium and warehouse and all that and they're like we don't know what's going on people are just like acting violent um and then trash leads a army of zombies to kill a whole bunch of cops and listen to some real cool music It looks really cool, and then it doesn't. And then it looks cool again, and then it doesn't. <laughs> and whenever she's walking forward, it's like, oh, oh. Like when they, they come out of the fog, and then it's just like they're all running towards them. Terrifying. It is scary. Because <laughs> they're on the phone with the police, and then it gets cut off because they're like, oh, what's happening? We're getting attacked. And it's just like, <laughs> it does. Oh, the, what's happening? <laughs> it does the cliche, like, phone line buzzes. <laughs> so then they're like, oh, hey, <laughs> conveniently, there's a phone number for the military on this tank. Maybe we should finally call them. No, don't do it. And we're introduced to a colonel who had like one scene at the beginning of the movie just to establish that he was there and that he hates his wife. Oh, yeah, he sucks. <laughs> and so he wakes up and he answers the call and he starts taking information um, they call the tanks Easter eggs. Uh, and so he he's talking to Bert on the phone and he's like, how long ago uh, did the gas like get out? He's like, why didn't you call earlier? And like, tell me everything. And you get the idea like, oh, they're going to help. And then he calls his, I guess he calls the president. <laughs> and he's like, uh, we found the Easter eggs. The egg has cracked. <laughs> and so he <laughs> and so he gets his orders and then we just get a whole bunch of like scenes cut together where like we see them in the basement and they're like oh everything's gonna be fine like they're gonna send help um oh <laughs> yes. freddy, freddy got blinded by acid and he uh catches tina and um the 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 ernie uh, in the yeah. attic yeah. <laughs> and then the party girl is like, do you hear that noise? <laughs> and then we get a, a whistle, <laughs> like Looney Tunes style, like they just drop a nuclear bomb on the- on They the, just bomb it. On that part <sighs> of Kentucky. Yeah. But obviously it doesn't work if there's more movies. Yeah, no. Well, because then even in the, the after credits, we- see like oh it just made an even bigger cloud and now it's raining even more <laughs> and then we get we hear on the phone where <laughs> where it's like oh yeah the president is is set to speak in louisville tomorrow like, <laughs> so funny. like why would he end, be there question mark we need to watch the rest of them it's it's so funny it's gonna be next month um we should watch all of them whenever Nisno is here. Yes. It'd be so good. And, we'll, and then we'll do our classic cover everything in the franchise episode. Yes. <laughs> we'll cover the rest of them because they're all, they get progressively worse. Like so bad. Like, oh my gosh, so bad. Yeah. Uh, you want to know something fun? You know something yeah. fun? I bought the DVD for this during our Texas Chainsaw trip. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
um, from, that shop, from the right? Jar Jar Binks store. The Jar Jar Binks store. Jar Jar Binks I, vape we, shop. And <laughs> <laughs> we, we need to go back there. We need to return to the Jar Jar Binks vape shop. <laughs> so funny. And game store. I just remember, like, is that Jar Jar? <laughs> yes, it is. So, yeah, the, the movie did, did, like, relatively well. Obviously, like, there were a couple things that they had to censor, like, for the purposes of getting put on TV. Uh, for example, Freddy's <laughs> jacket uh, has a patch on it, I think, that says, fuck you. Um, and then <laughs> and then they were like, wait, we can't have the words fuck you on TV. So they made him a second jacket where the patch says television version instead. That's funny. Yes. That's hilarious. Why can't it say fuck you? Um, Some of the zombies were paid to eat actual brains. And Dan O'Bannon was like, well, I'm not going to make any actors do stuff that like I'm not willing to do. So he ate the brains, too. Ew. Like like cow brain, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was cow brains. Oh, okay. I believe. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't real. Not real. (laughs) (laughs) Not real ones. (laughs) it's just a good movie everyone should watch this movie yeah it's so silly if you want to have a good time Uh, watch this movie yeah toby hooper was originally set to uh direct it and they were gonna make it in 3d um toby hooper did texas chainsaw massacre uh but i think he had to step down and as a result this this is a movie we got well it's a very good movie it's very influential on the, the zombie genre, even if it doesn't like get a lot of love. It's very neat that like um, there was a whole like fan movement to re-release the movie on DVD. Like there was one guy who like built a website and they had a, like a ton of people like sign petitions and stuff, and they like got the. The, the cast and the production crew involved with like trying to get it released on DVD. I think it's nice. It's like, a, it's a nice, like people really love this movie. I bet it made the creators feel happy because it's such a silly movie. Mm-hmm. So I'm I, like, I wonder what they were expecting. Like, were they like, people are going to really like this movie or they're like, or people are going to really hate this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was shot in only six weeks, which is not oh my a ton of time at all. That is fast. Yeah, that's that's. I like it. That's it. This will probably be. That's that movie. <laughs> it's a short one, except for I've got a question not related to movies at all for you. Yes. Please make your argument for why cereal is soup, because I read your tweet today. <sighs> I'm very so, concerned. So. <laughs> so I was at work, and mm-hmm. we were in our like weekly meeting, and my boss likes to do like icebreakers, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so she was like, if you could eat or if you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, like breakfast, lunch, dinner, what would it be? Um, And so Mm -hmm. we were going around and my coworker was like, soup. I would have soup because he just really likes soup. Yeah. He likes ramen and all that stuff. And so he answered and they're like, "Okay, soup, soup. Yeah, soup. And then I got to my turn and I was like, I would probably do pizza because I feel like you could swap out the toppings. There's, 
you get like a, a little bit of all your food groups. Um, they used to have like a breakfast pizza when I was in elementary school that was like so fucking good. <laughs> they got dessert pizzas. And then like immediately after saying that, I turned to him and I was like, does cereal count as soup? Because like, oh, I wanted no. to, I wanted to like, because no. cold soup is a thing, like gazpacho is a okay, thing. Yeah, but is it, ah, uh, I don't like cold soup. And then, very anti-soup in my brain. <laughs> and if you're like, well, it can't, because it's wheat, like, what do you think noodles are? What do you think, what do you think dumplings are? Um, so there's, I don't drink the milk whenever I eat cereal. I think some people do. Yeah, they do. Mm, no. <laughs> no. But I did make the argument, I think that oatmeal is like a stew. When it has the dino nuggy or not dino nuggy, the dino eggs in it. But it's not, it's too thick to be a stew. A stew is thick. I make my stew thick. <laughs> like chunky? No, like a, like a, you pull a little cornstarch in to make it more like a gravy. Than, um, than a, oatmeal is yeah. not like gravy though. <laughs> what is this conversation so anyways i put it to twitter and at first it looked like soup was was gonna win but then like literally at the last minute like people voted no so i guess Good. i guess it's not what does google say <laughs> i'm look it up i guess it is cereal uh... is cereal a soup it qualifies as a liquid food when eaten with milk, but it does not contain pieces of solid food, and it doesn't contain meat, fish, or vegetable stuff. If you have marshmallows in it, I think <laughs> marshmallow is an animal product. Oh, no. <laughs> Checkmate, no. Lucky Charms. Oh, my God. Hmm. I can, I understand your argument. But chocolate. I, I think chocolate food. is a vegetable. What? Like like cocoa? No, it's a, it's a, it's a fruit. That's a cow fruit. bean. Is a, a bean? Fruit. Wait. <laughs> I'm just being stubborn now. It's a fruit. Is it? The cow is a fruit. Merriam <laughs> Webster does not classify it as a soup. Mm. <laughs> I love this. We gotta put this as bonus content. <laughs> no, this is so staying funny. in the episode. This is oh a, god! This is the sleepover energy that you wanted. <laughs> it is true. It's, I was thinking about it like the whole episode. I'm like, I gotta bring up. The it's soup. like I don't care. I don't care about the like is a hot dog a sandwich argument. Like that means nothing to me. I could care less. But this is very mm. important to me now. Hmm. Hmm. Is a hot dog a sandwich? I don't think it is. No, it's a hot dog. Yeah, it's its own thing. So, anyways, that's Return of the Living Dead. <laughs> oh, eat some brains. Good movie. Uh, don't don't be naked in a cemetery. That's a bad idea. It's disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead in the ground. I don't want to see your ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that's all I got. Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> thanks for enjoying this brief journey with us. Yes, we're we're gonna we're gonna make more episodes throughout the year. Yep, 
probably I want to start looking into what we're going to do next for whenever you get back. Yeah. So like while you're out of town, I'll be doing my little research. Heck yeah. All right. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Monster Masquerade. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to let us know somewhere on the internet and consider sharing the show with a friend. If you have a suggestion or topic you'd like to see us discuss, hop on over to our Patreon to unlock exclusive bonus content and do just that. And we'd super appreciate it if you could leave us a review on iTunes. It's the fastest way to help the show grow. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find podcasts. 